TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's 11.04. Happy to have you. Coming up an hour from now, what's trending? Later on this hour, we will discuss uh, what the South Dakota vacationer experienced at Worlds of Fun. Uh, Heated conversation yesterday that I thought was fascinating uh, on the afternoon program. Wanted to dive into it. Oh, by the way, great job, Kansas City. Mike Moustakis on his way to the All-Star Game. Uh, no real surprise with the way this city gets behind and votes and the passion. New Yorkers don't care. That's why Didi Gregario didn't go. You guys are awesome. And the Vote Moose campaign was pretty insane yesterday on Twitter. It was all you saw on Twitter Literally. yesterday. People would tweet normal things and then put 10 Vote Moose at the end. I did. Yeah, that's what Dana was doing yesterday too. Uh, so Mike Moustakis will be in the All-Star Game. Home Run Derby, he's going to participate as well. Uh, on Monday, and then the All-Star Game is Tuesday in Miami. So, wonderful job. And again, Kansas City, nobody backs their their own like like you do. So, great yes. job. All right, um, I saw this story. You and I were chatting about this yesterday, and we didn't have a chance to get to it, but maybe, Jamie, you could have learned from this. Why? May, well, how, when was the last time you got pulled over? year and a half ago. year and a half ago? Yeah. I'm I, outside the one-year window now. That Yay. means you can get pulled over again. It just I just have bad luck. I don't oh. speed any more than anyone else. I just get caught more than anybody else. I have bad luck. That's the problem. Um, but were you ever taught in school what to do if you're pulled over? I wouldn't remember that if, specifically. If, if, if I yeah. did. I in I don't know what I know there the, I was talking to a friend and her daughter um at the Ed Sheeran show and it, the the rules here to get your driver's license yeah. are interesting. You can get it at you get your what your learner's permit at fourteen, and then you're restricted. This is in yeah. Kansas. You're restricted at like fifteen. That means to school and work only uh-huh. and church. And then by like sixteen, it it was kind of confusing how hard it is or the steps and tears. I had a friend recently who, at the age of forty, got pulled over for the very first time mm. and said he didn't know exactly what to do just in terms of and even even I have questions and in fact if we have any police officers listening feel free to to fill in some of the blanks here but initially he was like well where do I he was on the interstate um that's an easier scenario shoulder but what if you're in a really busy traffic area in yeah. a neighborhood do you stop on the street that you're on or do you turn off onto a residential street so you're mm-hmm. not blocking traffic and putting that officer more into traffic. It was really interesting because he had never really been taught and didn't know some of the etiquette stuff. When I was growing up in high school in Michigan, it was learner's permit at 15, full-on driver's license at 16. That was the, Those are the two tiers. So when we did driver's ed the summer before, my birthday is in April, so I did driver's ed the summer before. Um, I don't remember if we ever got taught what to do if you got pulled over. And that's a problem. And so Representative Gretchen Banger, a Democrat out of St. Louis, is proposing legislation, House Bill 785, 
uh, which would require privately hired driving educators to include instruction on police traffic stops and how to conduct roadside transactions with police officers. Public schools in Missouri are not required to teach driver's ed as part of their daily lesson plans. That's why she is focusing on these privately hired, these driving schools that we've all seen around. Uh, Dan Backhouse, owner of Liberty Driving School, has taught thousands of drivers how to operate cars. uh, And they say that new piece of legislation would require driving teachers to teach their students on the do's and don'ts of being pulled over by police. And he said... Any kind of education we give, not just to students and teens, but to adults to be better safe drivers is a good thing. So uh, the Missouri State Driver's Guide uh, does not include tips on how to interact with police, although the State Department of Revenue in Missouri does have a brief brochure that gets into some of the etiquette. But I'll tell you, I looked online for a how to how to act when you get pulled over. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult to find. There's not just a lesson plan done. There's not just a list of steps of, I still have questions. You and I have got several of these in front of us. We found several different places. Yeah. I still have questions about, about some parts of this process. So the part of this that, of course, we have to mention is that um, the original bill was read before committee. It didn't go beyond that. But the American Civil Liberties Union frequently releases statistics showing black drivers are more likely to be pulled over and searched. Is that why this is an idea being proposed by this woman in St. Louis? Is it because there have been a lot of incidents over the last few years involving black drivers is, um, is, or, and, and, and violence, cop shootings, those kinds of things? Yes, because it makes you wonder, is the point of this bill to make sure everyone knows the behavior that would avoid escalating a situation that would end in a shooting. And I'm cool if that's the, the point of it. I'm totally fine with that if that's the point of it. Not e- just specifically black, but right. everybody. Either way, it's good to know. It's good to know the right way to avoid a police officer being hurt, to avoid you looking suspicious. Not just that a police shooting would happen, but just to avoid you looking suspicious. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, 22980 or 576-7798, what do you think about this being a requirement in driver's ed? Of, and were you ever taught how to be pulled over? Did, did well, how, what to do when you're pulled over? I have a quick question about driver's ed in Missouri, and I don't, I don't know this. Is that part of public? Okay, public schools in Missouri are do no longer required. To. To, so this would be private driving schools. And then if, they, if it was an elective or something they offered at, at schools... That if they did, they would have to include how to get pulled over. Private driving schools. Um, So a lot of kids don't go through their public school. A lot of kids just take it outside of school, especially if you take it in the summer. Then you take it through a private driving school. But schools would then hire these. They hire at times. Some of them do. That I don't know. It would it would make sense because I'm sure my it wasn't my phys ed teacher that was teaching me how to drive. It was mine. Was it when really? I was in school? Really? It, it was a nine week. It was just part of the curriculum. And if, oh man, I took it in Illinois, and so of course the laws are different. But in Illinois, you spent depending on when your birthday was, you spent you had one an entire year four semesters was broken into two semesters of or two nine weeks of health one nine weeks of driver's ed and one nine weeks of PE or something like that. But they took a semester and they split it. So you spent nine weeks in driver's ed. Man, because ours was either you took it at school and Uh it was like 50 bucks Uh or you could take it privately and it was like $500. So being where I was from, we're like, well, we're going to do it in the summertime. It was like five days a week. Uh, Maybe it was three days a week. I didn't remember. But it was for nine weeks. And you you took the class and you were in there and it sucked because your summertime you're wasting right. part of your 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 junior year or sophomore year or summer but 
That was something that they hired yeah, no. p- private companies. Ours was the PE teacher handled all of those. Health, PE, and driver's ed. We got a cop on the line. We're going to get the, the right. we're going to get the right answer on what to do. Also, we want to hear from you at 576-7798. 576-7798. Should they teach how to get pulled over in driver's ed? Midday with Jamie and Wicket. Your calls, your texts at 22980. It's on Facebook, too. If you want to read about it, we'll hit you with uh, your calls, your questions. And a police officer next at 98.1 KMBZ. 98.1 KMBZ, Midday with Jamie and Wicketts. We'll get you what's trending coming up next hour. Also, we'll tell you what a third of young people are adding when it comes to Snapchat. Right now that we're talking about driver's ed and this story uh, that came out yesterday about adding potentially how to get pulled over lessons to driver's ed in Missouri. This comes to us from a Democrat named Gretchen Bangert. Uh, She's a representative out of St. Louis. Yes, and... Part of the logic behind this, perhaps, although she's not saying this, could be to avoid any escalating police situations from someone not acting appropriately when they're pulled over. Honestly, though, I think it's just good public education. We didn't get it when we were in school. Mm -mm, I've got a list of questions going. We've got a couple of police officers on the line. I think we know some of the basics, right? We know that you should pull over to the shoulder. We know that you should give the officer as much room between you and traffic as possible. We know don't make any sudden movements. Put your hands on the steering wheel. Don't reach for your pockets without telling him, hey, I'm going to get my wallet out of my back pocket so you don't think I'm going for a gun. Mm -hmm. Some of that kind of stuff. But I got other questions. Well, let's get a cop on the line then. There you go. 576-7798. We've got Shannon on 98.1 KMBZ. Shannon, Officer Shannon, we appreciate you calling. No problem. All right. So so what do we, what, what should be, ta- well, let me ask you this. Is this something we should teach our kids in school? Definitely. My, my advice, first of all, the officer, if it's well-trained, should select the site to pull you over. That's why they may follow you for quite some distance before they initiate the emergency equipment, the lights, et cetera. Okay, that's a good point. If they're not, they're not I just running know. my plates over and over again? Yeah, they may run them, wait for all that to come back so they know what they're dealing with. So that might be why they're back there. But he's looking for a spot to, for you to pull over, or he or she. And then if you do stop a little shorter than they thought you would, they can get on the PA and tell you, please pull forward or pull over. So just follow his instructions. At that time, then, turn, if it's nighttime, especially, turn your uh, dome light on so he can see, or he or she can see in there better. And keep your, like you said, keep your hands on the steering wheel. Roll down the window, and with no movements, they're not getting alarmed. Watch your shoulder dip like you could be reaching under the seat for a weapon. It may be innocent, but they don't know until they get there. So my advice is to wait with your hands on the steering wheel where they can see them until you, they get up there and tell you, Will you please reach for your driver's license registrations or whatever they want to see? All right, I have three quick questions for you. <laughs> huh, okay. And the list is growing. Okay. All right. When it comes to the location of where you pull over, I have been pulled over in the city several times where I'm around a lot of traffic. Like, let's say I'm Metcalf as an example. Is it better for me so that he doesn't think that, like, he's going to have to chase me? You know, is it better for me to go ahead and pull over on Metcalf? My tendency is to take the first side street I can find, but that might take me a bit. How immediately do I have to pull over? He's going to feel more comfortable if you pull over right away than if he wants you to take the side street. They'll guide you. Will you please pull over to the side street up ahead? Now they know that you are stopping, you are complying. They're not wondering what are they up to because their mind's going 100 mile an hour just like you are. You don't know why you're being pulled over, and they don't know why you didn't stop as soon as they turned the lights on. Okay, great. Then that's, I will keep that in mind from now on. Um, (laughs) They ask you, do you know why I pulled you over? I don't want to be snarky, I don't want to be a jerk, but I also don't want to trap myself. 
What's the appropriate response? There, there is no one right answer. You can usually most will just say no. Uh, sometimes, but they are doing that fishing. Some people will blurt out something, <laughs> and oh, thank you for the extra information. I didn't know I was going to get. Yeah, yeah. When we're uh, when, when we're done with you, I'll tell a story where I got myself in trouble because I gave I was too honest to when I answered that question. Um, and then, do you leave your seatbelt on or take it off? Do you, should you leave it on so they you know you're leave it on so they can see it? Because I've heard of instances in scene there where, like, I had it on. You pulled up. No, I saw it was off when I went by you and done a 180 behind you. Now we're arguing over if you had your seatbelt on or not, and now you're just upsetting me uh, by trying to argue with me and think I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. All right, somebody just texted in. We, we've had two people, we had one police officer texted in and said, yes, it should absolutely be included because people suddenly forget how to drive because they're distracted and made nervous by the flashing lights. And then somebody else just texted in, if you have to be told how to act when you're pulled over, you've got real issues. No, most people are going to get nervous. You have somebody with authority. You don't know what, a lot of times you don't know what you did. And a lot of times you may know what you did or it's, Frequently, somebody had one alcoholic beverage or whatever, and they I know I'm under the limit, but now you're nervous. And when you're nervous, you do make bad decisions, and sometimes it's innocent. But when bo- it starts compounding, especially a lot of people anymore think it's want to be funny and then try to be smart aleck. Well, that just sets the alarms off what's going on here, and it compounds real quick. And then there's bad officers that overreact and want to power trip in the first place. Officer Great. Shannon, I hope I never see you in my rearview mirror. I hope you don't either. <laughs> Take care. We appreciate it very much. Thanks very much for the information. <laughs> yeah, I was the person that got pulled over by, I think I was in Shawnee, and I was aware that I had a headlight out. And so when he turned his lights on, I thought the reason he was pulling me over was for my headlight. So when he asked, do you know why I pulled you over? I said, because my headlight's out. He hadn't even noticed that. <laughs> he pulled me over because I had made a wide turn. The reason I made the wide turn was because I had seen him sitting there and was trying to avoid him seeing my headlight. That's what got me. He didn't give me a ticket. He laughed and he appreciated the honesty. But I don't answer that question. Just say, I don't know. No. Don't yeah. offer up. Don't be too honest. It gets you in trouble. Don't be like Jim Carrey in the movie Liar, Liar. Yeah. You know why I pulled you over? Depends on how long you were following me. Why don't we just take it from the top? Here goes. I sped. I followed too closely. I ran a stop sign. I almost hit a Chevy. I sped some more. I failed to yield at a crosswalk. Yes. I changed lanes in the intersection. I changed lanes without signaling while running a red light and speeding. Because you get nervous. That's Jamie right you there. You get nervous. That actually was Jamie. And you were you're, you're, you, you want to make friends with the cops so they don't give you the ticket. Let's talk to Lucas in Smithville. Hey, Lucas, thanks for hanging. You're on 98.1 KMBZ. Yeah, how are you doing? Not Great. bad, man. What's up? You think we should teach this in schools? Uh, I believe it should start before that. Oh, yeah. Uh, that should definitely be something I agree 100% with the other officer and with you all. This should be something done, and it should be done beforehand, too. It should be a parent's responsibility as well. You know, they're in the car some most of the time with you. Yeah, especially you know, especially if, if you're, you know, if you're doing the driver's ed thing and you got your permit, your parents most likely have to be with you. I mean, at some level, yeah. I mean, yeah. could you simulate getting pulled over by your parents? Sure you could. You know that it half of it is they learn by example. Who, you know? Oh, your oh. phone is dying out there, Lucas. Appreciate it. Here's a great tweet. A great tweet. And we're asking, and you can see it on Twitter at KMBZ Radio, and you can read the story. 
Should this be taught in driver's ed? Uh, Matt on Twitter writes, as long as police are required to take the same courses. Oh. Do you? Th- and I wish we still had Officer Shannon on the line, but should the police have to take the same course as as the, well, the but students? But they need different information. Right. Their how to pull you over is if, way different than what we well, would yeah, learn. Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, their education would be different. Would it be valuable for me to watch what they're looking for? I think or, it, or is it, no, 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 the cops are the cops. I think it's different. I think it would be valuable for them to know what you are being told about how to be pulled over. That mm-hmm. way they understand why you're doing this thing because this is why you're being told that. Let me. Th- we're getting two texts in the same vein. Yeah. I need another police officer to call back because we're getting, a lot of people are asking a question kind of like this. Someone said, what should a female do if she's pulled over at night and doesn't know if it's a real cop? Oh. Somebody else asked, what about late at night and you're worried it might not really be a police officer? Is it okay to keep driving slowly and call 911 to verify? I need someone I, to answer I, that. I, I might need a police officer for that. Is that a, a and, the, and I'm not discounting that, that that happens, all right? How often is that the case? I, I think it's a valid concern no matter how often it happens, particularly if it's an unmarked car. I would be more concerned if it was an unmarked car than something that says Mission Police really big on the side. Yeah, I would agree I'm assuming that. you're not going to steal a patrol car to pull me over. You ever seen but Varsity a, Blues? But an Have unmarked you ever seen car Varsity Blues? <laughs> is, um, so the State Department of Revenue, this brochure we've been looking at, does say this. If you're alone and uncertain if the person trying to stop you is legitimately a police officer, pull over but keep your doors locked. When your vehicle is then approached, roll your window down only far enough to talk, express your concern, and desire to drive to the nearest public place. Most police officers will understand and allow that unless they suspect you're an impaired driver or your license is suspended. Hmm. They just tell you to go to a public place. That doesn't keep the guy from killing you or raping you or anything, though. But there's more people around. There's more people around. Like drive to a grocery store parking lot or something or a gas station that's open 24 hours. Exactly. Or the police department, if you can. Exactly. Uh, let's get, uh, Eric and South KC up on 98.1 KMBZ. Hi, Eric. Eric, you're on the air. Eric going once. Eric going twice. So long, Eric. Let's get to Jeremy and Leavenworth on 98.1 KMBZ. Hey, what's going on? Love your show. Thank you. you. Are great. Appreciate it. Um, my dad, my whole life growing up, my dad was a police officer. He still is a police officer today. Um, and we did a couple of those drills. Uh, where he would pull us over and explain to us what to do, proper driving etiquette. You know, one of the things, like the other officers said, you know, also turn on your dome light so they can see you. Keep your hands, you know, at the 12 o'clock on the steering wheel. And if you find a dangerous area where you know you're going to put the officer at risk, uh, for the, like you were talking about where the uh, pulling over to the side and you know it's really tight, turn on your hazards and then kind of like, you know, find a safer area as best you can. And like he said, they'll come over the horn and tell you, hey, keep moving forward and kind of tell you where to park, you know, or pull over. Um, you know, like I said, growing up with in uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, good Lord, when I took driver's ed many, many years ago, my dad actually came in and taught some of the class on the proper etiquette of uh, what to do if you're pulled over. So I don't know where they had lost you know, having an officer come in and explain to you during the class, but it was real, uh, it was really good that he did come in and talk to us about it, but also being a police officer's son, you know, I had the fortunate opportunity to do always 
you know, know what to do at the in a time of crisis or something like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, so. you know, you're, that's a nice resource to have. And, and thanks for the phone call. We all need a cop friend. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for the phone call, Jeremy. We appreciate it. It's 1128. We'll get to more of your phone calls. Dave and Lee Summit, stick right there. It's midday with Jamie and Wicket. We'll get, again, again, we'll still take your phone calls and text at 22980. Also, uh, we'll get to that South Dakota vacationer that uh, feared for her and her family's life at Worlds of Fun in Kansas City. 98.1 KMBZ, Midday with Jamie and Wicket. What's trending coming up at noon and then at 12.15. Are your kids on Snapchat? It's not what, but who are they adding? New study is out about some new Snapchat friends your kids may have. We'll tell you all about it. And then we'll get into a discussion of whether or not it was police brutality. But speaking of police, we're asking you right now at 576-7798 if you agree with Gretchen Bangert. She is a Democratic representative out of St. Louis who wants kids to learn during driver's ed how to get pulled over. And a lot of you are saying, well, it's not that big of a deal. You know, you just need to pull over as far over on the shoulder as you can and keep your hands on the steering wheel. Don't make any sudden movements. But just in the time that we talked to the officer that called, I had more questions coming to mind. It seems simple, but there are a lot of these what ifs. Like a lot of people are texting in things like, um, I carry a gun in my center console. Do I volunteer that or only if asked? Ah, what? A, that's a great question. That's coming in a lot. Somebody said, don't forget about the CCW aspect of being pulled over. If you're, what if you have a gun? If you're a cop, text in 22980. If you, if, if, if you pull somebody over who has a gun in the car, do they have to disclose that? It's, it's, let's say it's locked in a box in the glove box. Yeah. That's a lot of people are asking that. And we're also that. getting the, the, the concern about the fake cop. That question's coming in a lot, too. Um, because somebody said, uh, I was stopped by a fake cop in Sugar Creek several years back. Wow. I mean, it happens. Let's talk to uh, Dave and Lee Summit on 98.1 KMBZ. Hi, Dave. Hi, thanks for taking my call. You got it. Uh, uh, I I always shut my engine off when when I get pulled over. I'm 63 years old, so I've been through a few pullovers. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, uh, also, uh, I was always taught to make sure that the officers officers can see my hands. So uh, if they can't see through your back window. I, if they couldn't see through my back window, I would stick both of my hands out the driver's window. You you put your hands okay. out the window? So they can see them. All right. Yes, that way they can see them. Interesting. And that's, that's, I mean, that's, I did that uh, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, before they ever came out with uh, hands up, don't shoot thing. That's what I was doing. I put my hands up so that the police could see my hands. Interesting. All right. Hey, thanks for the the, the, the phone call, Dave. Um, I, I mean, I've seen videos and, and seen police officers explain, put your hands through the steering wheel. Now, I don't know what that means, if that's any different than 10 and 2. But if your hands are through yeah, the I steering don't wheel, I don't, I don't know. But, either, but hands out the window, first of all, my arm would get tired because sometimes they take a little while to come yeah. to your window. But, but that way they can see, or if you have yeah. a, yeah, that way they can see exactly where your hands are. Yeah. I mean, this, out the window. this is a good thing for police officers, if you know, because I, 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 as you know, the police officers always put that, that light in your mirror. So you have no idea where they are. They come up from behind you. They don't just walk to your window. They'll stand behind you. Right. So you can't see. And I think it was, was it Parks that said they touched the car? That way, if the car, if you, if you take off, their fingerprints are on the car. Oh, wow. Yeah. They'll touch, okay. they'll touch your back bumper. Before they ever get to your window, that way their hand, their handprints, fingerprints are on their car. 
in case you take off or something horrific were to happen. Somebody said, let me read you two texts yeah. in a row. Uh, somebody said, I always was taught to put the keys on the dashboard, turn the car off and put the keys on the dashboard. That would probably make an officer feel safer because they know you're not just going to hit the gas and take off. So that's probably not a bad idea. Okay. And then I got to read this one just because it showed up next. Uh, Go figure a liberal woman would make this dumb blank bill up. We as Americans have been driving for over 100 years. Why all of a sudden do we need this wasteful bill? So we'll just put that there. Well, I mean, that guy also tweeted, uh, sent us a text earlier that, that said... We ran all the colored folks out of town. No colored folks equals no crime. Oh, that was the same person. Same, same person. Interesting. So okay. I'm just going to let that go. You guys can respond to that if you'd like. Rain of salt. It's yeah. 2017. Remember that. It's 2017. Better ones, <sighs> yes. Kenny in Independence. Back to the topic at hand. You're on 98.1 KMBZ. Thanks for calling, Kenny. Happy Friday. Hey, I want to thank you guys for being first-class mediators for our community, first of all. Oh, well, thank you very much. We appreciate that. I really appreciate you guys. Um, anyway, my father was... Uh, president of the Federal Employees Union for many years in this town, okay. 70s to 80s, and he told me that if you know your vehicle is all, you got your taillights working, your blinkers, and you know, you're legal, that if you have anything suspicious, uh, you call Star 55, call the Highway Patrol, and Tell them and report them. They should get right a hold of that police department and everything will be okay. If you feel in danger at all, I just want everybody to know that. Especially if you're being harassed. Well, okay, now I have a question. That, that Star 55, what if I'm on Metcalf or if I'm downtown? That right. really doesn't quite apply. Well, I hear what you're saying. Uh, well, he didn't say. He said call a highway patrol. Oh, gotcha. I'm sorry about that. No, no, that, that makes sense. And thanks for So if you're questioning anything and you can pull over on the highway, and look, I'm going to bet that there's not a lot between here and Manhattan. <laughs> you know, if you're going west and some of those long stretches of dark might be a prime place for something nefarious to happen with somebody posing as a cop. Uh, coming back to the, poli- uh, yeah. the having the gun thing real fast, Kansas police officer texted in and said, if you are legal with a concealed carry, I would keep both hands on the steering wheel and calmly tell the officer that you have a weapon and where it is located. He will direct you further on how he wants you to proceed with the rest of the traffic stop. But a lot of us, mm-hmm. a lot of people who have them are saying the first thing to do is to tell the officer, don't get it out. But when he approaches your vehicle, keep your hands out, leave the gun wherever it is and tell him I have a concealed carry. I have it legally. My gun is with me. Here's where it is. But you don't have to. Um, he just, the, the cop just said. Here's what I would do. Yeah. Calmly That's the tell. debate is do you have to? But I would think. Why wouldn't you? If you're legal, why wouldn't you? Let's ask Eric and St. Joe on 98.1 KMBZ. Hi, Eric. Hey, guys. Love the show. Thank you. Um, I'm a NRA certified instructor, and I teach uh, CCW. And in both Missouri and in Kansas, you are not required by law to tell the police officer that you have a concealed carrier, that you have the gun on you. Um, the, it's a question that comes up a lot of times in classes, am I required to? And the answer is no. However, let's say you're carrying your... CCW on your left hip and your wallet is in your left pocket, it would be very smart to tell the officer, hey, I have my CCW, I have my gun, it's on my left hip, so is my wallet. How do you want me to proceed? Eric, I have to tell you, we just got Great three texts in a row that said you do have to tell them you have a gun. Uh, not according to state law. You do okay. not. Um, probably one of the best answers I ever received from a police officer whenever I was pulled over, I told him, I said, hey, I've got a CCW, my gun's on my right hip, my wallet's in my left. And he goes, no problem. He said, you don't touch yours, I won't touch mine. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Good that, advice. That works out really well. Yes. Aaron, thanks for the phone call, man. Appreciate it. 
Uh, lawyer Steve on the text line says, be polite, respectful, hands tended to. If you have a concealed carry, tell the officer. That doesn't mean you have to tell the officer. That might just be courtesy. It, it seems good. It, it, let's not let it be a surprise. I like the line. Yeah. If you don't touch yours, I won't touch mine. That's a great line yes. from a police officer. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. And final word, is it Mason in Kansas City? You're on 98.1 KMBZ. Hi, Mason. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm from uh, the Middle East originally, and actually back there, when you get pulled over, uh, the driver is the one who goes to the police. So basically the police stays in the car, and you as a driver, you're the one who have to go to the police. And I can't see that working in the United States. Yeah, yeah, I know. So basically what I want to go from there is maybe also... It's like for like I have a lot of friends. You what? Who come from Kuwait or Dubai, and when they get pulled over here, they don't know that they have. Oh, we're uh, out. your phone! It sounds like you have had people that have come over from the Middle East. I heard Kuwait in there, and they don't realize you're supposed to stay in the car. Right, I, that would be it. really confusing. And yeah. then you get out of your car before the police officer gets out of his, and then and then what happens? It is not good at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not good at all. Is that included when you rent a car? Does that do they include that kind of information on what to do if you're pulled over? I, I mean, I know. never look at it, obviously. No clue. But I want it should be for that reason. It's on our Facebook page. You can let us know what you think. We may jump back into this a little bit later on. It's midday with Jamie and Wicket. Did you see the South Dakota vacationing family in Kansas City and their nightmare at Worlds of Fun? We will revisit it and talk about it briefly. We'll do that next. You'll hear from the mother in the family. Who was in tears next on 98.1 KMBZ. 98.1 KMBZ, Midday with Jamie and Wicketts. Coming up, what's trending? We'll get to that right after the noon news and also next hour. Uh, we will tell you what a third of your kids may be doing or who they may be adding when it comes to their Snapchatting. Uh, so I just had a conversation with us. I was at the family reunion last weekend. Yeah. And a cousin that I'm pretty close to has kids that are 9 and 12. And we had a lengthy conversation about... Uh, the different social media that they're on and the different apps that they use. And I asked him, how concerned are you about this thing we're going to talk about next? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Also, little homework for you. Between now and 1230, it's right there at the top of our Facebook page. We want you to go click on the link. It is about a, you know, we were just talking about cops and getting pulled over. This guy didn't do what you were supposed to do. And the question is, and again, you can go to our Facebook page and watch the video between now and 1230, because that's when we're going to start talking about it, was it excessive force or did this police officer do what was necessary in Nebraska? Right. All right. So go watch that and you tell us either way. And that's your homework assignment for about 40 minutes from right now, 50 minutes from right now. Um, this next story comes to us from Kansas City, Missouri. And I heard this on Dana and Parks yesterday and my heart fell. Yeah. And I got angry. When I heard about this story Uh, for the full report, let's go to Fox 4's Melissa Stern reporting on what a vacationing family anywhere somebody from South Dakota could pick, Jamie. They pick Kansas City, Missouri. And of course, the problem with this is that, uh, as Dana pointed out, this is all they're going to tell their friends about when they go home. Not about the restaurants they ate in or how great the city was outside of this. This is the memory of the city. It was just before 10 last night that a family of four from South Dakota was here trying to catch a shuttle bus back to their hotel. But what happened as they waited is something they say they'll never forget. It started to get really packed, a lot of people coming in. So we decided to have the shuttle bus pick us up at 945 just to get out of there 
and beat the rush. As the Gibson family was leaving Worlds of Fun at the pickup and drop-off area, they say dozens of teenagers started making their way toward them. They were being pretty rowdy, a lot of foul language and stuff made us pretty uncomfortable. We just tried to ignore them. I was videoing the fireworks display and I heard a big smack. There a fight broke out between two girls. They were down on the ground. Michelle Gibson, her two daughters ages six and seven, and her husband say they were surrounded by about a hundred teenagers in a matter of seconds. Everybody just started running in. At that point we were being pushed. There was stuff knocked out of our stroller. They were behind us, in front of us, beside us, and everybody was fighting then. She was already recording the fireworks, so she watched it all unfold on video as she wondered how to protect her young children. How do we get out of this? Uh, I was so scared for my kids because they were hysterically screaming. She says security eventually came and tried to get the crowd of kids to disperse. She says they weren't allowing anyone back in, so their shuttle bus couldn't get through. It was over two hours we waited before they'd let him come. They knew we were waiting for him. They wouldn't let us leave because there was kids everywhere. And my daughters had to wet their pants. They were eventually escorted onto the shuttle bus by security, but say the damage was already done. It was hard to explain to the kids. They didn't understand what was going on. And seeing one girl pulling another girl's hair. And you explain that to kids that are innocent. Gibson says Worlds of Fun offered them free passes and fast lane passes for today and apologized for everything. She says she hopes no one else ever has to witness something like this, especially young children. I can't believe that this would happen at a family amusement park. It's from Fox 4 yesterday, uh, or two days ago. And there, there's a couple of questions here. And if you've watched the video, and, and I know that Scott went down this road yesterday. And I, asked, I want to ask the same question Scott Parks did yesterday. And this stuff happens at the plaza and other different places. I watched the video. I had to see the video. I don't know if it was 100 kids. Let's call it 60 kids. She's not lying about it being a massive crowd of kids. The first thing you, you wonder when you hear her describe it is, well, oh, you know, you're blowing it out of proportion. No, she really is not. And where did they all come from at one time? Like, this was, as you can hear in the background, the fireworks popping. Like, did they all decide, all right, when the fireworks go off, we're all going to meet here? Social media, yeah. Somebody somebody got the group together. And the bigger question is, why is every kid that's involved in this fight black? They're all teenagers. Why, why is that? And, and I agree with Scott. Call me a racist, and I'm not trying to steal Scott's words. But I was reciting them yesterday as I was driving home listening, thinking to myself, I wonder the same thing. Because there's not one white person in this gathering, in this fight, at a family place like Worlds of Fun. My question was, why didn't Worlds of Fun do more to break up this crowd before it got that far? I wonder how many real security guards there are at Worlds of Fun. Yeah, why wasn't security more proactive about keeping it from getting into the fight that it became? Because I think this situation could have been headed off earlier, and to me that falls on Worlds of Fun. You know, if you Mm -hmm. see a crowd start to gather... And you know what could happen if that crowd gets violent. That's a lot of people. That's like a mob. Regardless of who it is, you have that many people gathered together like that. All kinds of things could happen. Again, if somebody has a gun, if somebody has a knife on them, you have a lot of kids around. Anything could happen at that point. Why wasn't security doing more earlier so that it didn't get that far? And I know that people will reference the plaza and some of the problems we have at the plaza because young black teens will often cause problems at the plaza or other places not all this is 
not a problem of all young black people. But why is this a problem at Worlds of Fun, at the Plaza, other places? Is this a mindset? What do you mean? An acceptable behavior mindset? Amongst the black population, you yeah, mean? Yeah, that the young black population, that this is okay? Because It must not, be because they're going there. Because so it's it not. Be. Um, it shouldn't be okay. It really shouldn't be okay. What would you have done in that situation? If I was the parent? If yeah, Let's say your mom, you're videotaping fireworks, you're on vacation, and you're surrounded by a brawl, by a fight, by a mob. You know, Dana said... I would just try to get the hell out of there. Um, I understand the reason it's on video is because she was recording the fireworks anyway. The problem was that she couldn't get, they couldn't get out of there for a while, you know, after that, that, that it took some time to get out of that crowd. Mm -hmm. I think I'm, as I see a group like that starting to gather, I think I'm getting out of the way. But are you looking up, you know, but are you not noticing? I mean, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm watching the fireworks, but maybe I'm somebody that I'm just kind of always aware of my surroundings. And so as I see that crowd start to gather, I'm watching it. And if it gets to be too big, I'm going to get intimidated by that crowd before the fight breaks out. And if I have a child with me, I'm getting out of the way. It's mom, dad, and two kids. What was dad doing? I don't know. I, oh, I don't know. When this, like, I read the story, and that's one of the, like, what was, like, dad's a bigger dude. Like, why didn't dad grab the kids but, and, and run somewhere? Like, I don't care if I have to run to the far end of the parking lot. If I've got a fight breaking out involving 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 kids, I'm getting my, I'm picking my kids up. Or all this stuff and grabbing them by the hands and we are running away out of this. And so if your world's a fun, what do you do in the future to prevent something like this? Do you not, how do you keep kids from gathering? They're legally allowed to be there. You can't keep yeah. kids out of worlds of fun. How do you keep 50 or 80 of them from gathering together and then mobbing together like that? I don't know. I don't know what can be done here. Chris in Kansas City, you're on 98.1 KMBZ. Hi, Chris. Hi, uh, I just wanted to talk about the point you made about uh, African-American teens causing trouble at the plaza. Some. And like Worlds of Fun. Some, yeah, yes. No, no, I'll give you credit. You definitely said some. And you said, is it a mindset? Well, I'm 20 years old and African-American. I just turned 20 a couple of days ago. And uh, it's not that there's not other races of kids causing issues and stuff like that, because I definitely go out to these places and I see a lot of other races doing stuff. But what it is, is that's all you hear about. Like, that you own, they're only so African-American teens doing that. And, I mean, I guess you can say it's kind of a mindset, but, I mean, when that's the only thing that they show you about yourself, I mean, that's how you're going to act. But if you go out to these places as much as I would or say someone else would, you'd see, oh, it's not just it's not just black teams. You got white teams, uh, Hispanic teams doing just as much. It's just not talked about it. All right. Hey, thanks for the phone call, man, and happy birthday to you, Chris. Appreciate it. Hmm. Um, I, I just – I know I have – you and I, Jamie, we've taken phone calls and texts. We talk about problems on the plaza – Rarely is it young white teens causing problems. It's always young black teens causing problems. I don't hang out on the plaza all that often. It has nothing to do with this. I'm just on the other end of downtown. And I'm not blaming the kids for gathering at Worlds of Fun. There's a difference when it moves from kids just gathering there to it getting violent and them fighting. Couldn't that happen anywhere, though? Um, I'm wondering why they gathered at a family joint to fight. Well, they maybe it didn't start that way. Hmm. Maybe they went there to go have fun at Worlds of Fun, and then something happened and the fight started. John and KC, you're on one KMBZ. Hi, John. Hey, how are you guys doing? Not bad. What's up? Hey, so I actually used to work as a security officer at Worlds of Fun. Uh, I worked there back in 2014. And this is a recurring problem that they're having at Worlds of Fun, which is why ticket sales seem to keep going up. 
they're trying to get away from that, uh, from allowing uh, kids who just want to come in and have fights and whatnot come in. In 2014, they actually had scheduled a fight night at Worlds of Fun on Facebook, and before we found out, uh, it was July the 5th is when it happened, mm-hmm. and we kicked out like half the park. We were arresting people. Kansas City dropped a responding officer on the park, so we had KCPD and Clay County and Highway Patrol uh, come out and assist kicking people out. So it's a recurring problem that's happening at World of Fun, and they're just trying to get ahead of it. I, um, how many security I, guards I, do you have? Usually, and real, real quick, how many security guards are usually working Worlds of Fun in this particular part of the park? Uh, out in the parking lots, and in that part, probably about five or six out in the parking lots. And then in the actual park, they have between probably 15 and 25. Interesting, because again, right there, five or six. And that, what's five or six going to do to 60 kids? Right. You Not know what lot. I mean? Yeah. It's hard to figure out. Stories on our Facebook page. You can check it out. It is 1158. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.